0: wait am i supposed to be reading it (laughs) oh i guess yeah yeah go ahead (laughs) all right welcome to trivially crucial where we believe every humble frog miserly old man scary ghost and retelling of the christmas carol is important and critical to our lives no no matter how unimportant a story may seem i'm mandy and i'm michael and today we are talking about, well, not just talking about, but watching the greatest rendition of A Christmas Carol Ever Made, <laughs> bold statement, but true, A Muppet <laughs> a Muppet Christmas Carol.
1: <laughs> so uh, it's been a little bit since I've seen this. Um, my most recent Christmas Carol viewing was, uh, I guess, the Disney Mickey's Christmas Carol last year. Um, I haven't watched the Muppet one in a while. It's probably been, I don't know, a decade since I've last seen
0: it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I, I watch it yearly every year
1: well maybe after watching this this year i'll decide to do the same <laughs> <laughs> and maybe not maybe i'll just think you're wrong
0: uh, uh, i'll fight you
1: please don't please don't <laughs> I'm, I'm a delicate creature
0: i think we just uh, both lose there, there'd there be no winner there'd just be <laughs> a lot of crying and hospital visits so
1: yes absolutely <laughs> um So we had to pick a specific version of this uh, because I didn't already own the movie. Uh, I grabbed it on iTunes. And uh, from what I understand, that is the widescreen theatrical version, which is Missing a Song. Um, So for anybody playing along at home, you should know that. Uh, Mandy, you and I are going to in sync play the movie at the same time so that listeners at home can do the same and have us uh, have our voice track playing alongside it. Uh, Just for anybody who knows, We haven't started yet, but when we do start, we're going to be resuming from having the frame with the Disney castle that slowly renders from top to bottom up. Uh, Mandy and I both have it paused with just like the single very, very top flag visible and nothing else of the castle. Uh, Because that's about the best that we could do to getting in sync between her DVD and my iTunes version.
0: This is Uh, one of the movies I actually have on DVD. Most of my movies these days are digital, but I still have my collection of college movies (laughs) that uh, are DVDs.
1: I'm actually the opposite. I have almost no movies digital only, but um, I needed to get this on short notice, and so I did. I actually am renting it because I decided that if I end up wanting to purchase it, I will buy it on DVD or Mm. Um, Blu-ray. Because I would rather have everything physically. But um, on that note, one thing uh, I'm glad I remembered is if you happen to be listening to this podcast in some kind of dedicated podcast player that has like a, um, a thing that changes the speeds at at which things play and not just the audio, the obvious, um, features where you would have like a, you know, us playing actually faster, but say overcast is an iPhone app that I listen to. And I think Mandy listens to podcasts in as well. Uh, It has this feature called Smart Speed. It's in one of the effects that generally people leave activated all the time because what it does is it shortens silence in podcasts and actually saves you a bunch of time without affecting how things sound. Uh, You probably want to disable that because otherwise you're going to be out of sync with us really quickly Uh, because we will be pausing a bunch while the, the movie audio is playing. And if you were playing both at the same time, you would just wonder why we start talking about scenes before they start. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And that would be messy. Um,
0: Indeed.
1: Yeah, do you want to have any uh, lead-in thoughts before we start, Uh,
0: You know, this is one of, like, two movies where the Muppets, you know, went into another story and acted like characters in that story. I think the other one is uh, Muppet Treasure Island. Uh, both products of 90s Muppets, you know, post-Jim Hansen uh, uh, dying and kind of when the Muppets didn't know what to do. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yes, I talk about the Muppets as if they're real. Uh, but- Wait, is that <laughs> – are they not? That- that's right, Michael. The Muppets are real. Let's just keep going. Uh, so um, – I, I actually think both of these movies are really great, and I'm actually really sad that uh, the Muppets didn't do more movies like this, of the Muppets retelling other stories, but with the like quirks and foibles of the Muppets we love. Uh, so both of these movies, A Muppet Christmas Carol and Muppet Treasure Island, hold a special place in my heart.
1: So. Uh, did you grow up watching a lot of Muppet stuff in general?
0: Uh, well, I watched Muppet Babies because. Me too. Okay. I, I was a baby when Muppet Babies was on. <laughs> <laughs> or at least, you know, a small person. Uh, so that was my main exposure to Muppets. Um, you know, I honestly don't think I ever watched a lot of the 80s Muppet movies. Um, and earlier, I guess, the, like, you know, the Great Muppet Caper and stuff like that. But anytime a new Muppet movie came out, we we pretty much went to see it, uh, which wasn't very often, right? Because it's pretty much just this one and a Muppet Treasure Island. And then um, I think the last one that came out while I was a kid was uh, – oh, gosh. I can't even remember. The one where is like trying to find his family? Um, yeah. Muppets in space. That's what it is. Uh, so – You know, we we didn't, the Muppet show wasn't on when we were kids. Uh, They did make a new show called like Muppets Tonight, which came on when we were a little bit older, which we watched in my house. Um, So I guess any new Muppet thing we definitely watched, but we didn't necessarily go back and watch old Muppet things, if that makes sense.
1: It does. I mean, this is a thing, though, it's interesting, because we've talked before about how I'm like a self-made nerd, where like my parents aren't. Uh, But this is Muppets are actually one of the things my mom did grow up with and had a lot of affection for and yet still somehow didn't really introduce me to. (laughs) So growing up, everybody was talking about the Muppets. And I knew what the Muppets were. And I watched Muppet Babies because I watched any Saturday morning cartoon that there was. Yeah. But I really didn't have any actual knowledge of the muppets like i understood i knew who the characters were but i didn't kind of have any of their personalities in my um sort of in, in my consciousness uh, i do not actually know if of any of the older and i'm including this in the older ones like anything before the 2000 before the recent revival i don't know if i'd ever seen any of the muppet movies from beginning to end other than this one um Ooh. which is just a really weird i mean since then that's been I've seen chunks of the others, um, and then I've, of course, seen the newer, the, the first of the newer movies, which I actually really liked and took my mom to, and she was just, felt like a little kid when we were in the movies, just because it had been such a long time since she'd watched anything with the Muppets in it, but yeah, that was my kind of, my context for this, so when I watched this, it was just another version of The Christmas Carol, there wasn't any real tying of knowledge of the Muppets to it, um.
0: I think this is my first main exposure to the Muppets personalities, and we can talk about it as we watch it. But I actually think there's a it does a pretty good job of describing each Muppet, even within the concept context of a Muppet Christmas Carol. Like, let me just say, Sam Eagle in this is golden. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, I, and I highly recommend Michael if you haven't seen it, uh, Muppet Treasure Island. It's I
1: plan to. I mean, it's been on that. Along with many, many, many other movies, it's been on the list of things I need to see at some point, and it's not like I'm avoiding it for any particular reason.
0: That said, this is my favorite Muppet movie, Um, and there's a lot of reasons for that, which we'll talk about while we're watching the movie, Uh, but it's my favorite Muppet movie and my favorite version of A Christmas Carol. Uh, One of the reasons for that is uh, because this is a version of The Christmas Carol that is accessible to kids, but also doesn't really pull punches, uh, which I appreciate, so... Well, uh, on that note, I guess we can start, and then we'll talk a lot
1: more (laughs) while the movie is playing. Um, Just so for both you and I, as well as for anybody playing along at home, uh, we're going to, as we said before, we're paused with the single flag of the Disney castle up at the top, and we will uh, both hit play on the count of three. So it'll be one, two, three, play with an even beat. All right? So uh, here we go. One, two, three, play.
0: Old school castle,
1: man. Yeah. I I always miss the old school castle, although I like when they do weird, unique things. I think we've spoken about that before with, like, Tron and so on. But, yeah.
0: Jim Hansen logo. It's Kermit.
1: And I think this goes straight into the intro, music-wise, which is... Well, there we go. (laughs) this does
2: okay
0: yeah i think this is the first movie they made after jim henson passed away so that's why it starts with that
1: a brian henson film yeah do you know uh if Brian Henson was heavily involved previously, I would imagine so.
0: I, I I think he was. I, I've read something about this, but I didn't read it recently. That uh, there's a lot of trepidation going into this movie uh, for the uh, Henson crew without Jim, since this was the first one without him and with Brian at the wheel. But I I think Brian had been involved all the way. Cool. I I love how like. At the beginning of these movies, it's not the actors as Charles Dickens. It's the great Gonzo. It's Miss Piggy as, you know, Miss (laughs) Cracket.
1: Yeah, they treat the Muppets themselves as if they're the people who are playing the parts. Because the Muppets
0: are real. Right. I I fully believe that. (laughs) And Michael (laughs) Caine. This is the first thing I ever saw that had Michael Caine in it, which is why when the new, not the new Batman movies, but the old new Batman movies came out and Michael Caine was uh, Alfred, I was like, wait. Scrooge?
1: <laughs> you know, I don't think I ever actually put that together until right now. Uh, I mean, obviously, as soon as I hear Michael Caine, I think of him as Alfred now, um, even though I've seen him in lots of other things at this point. But,
0: he's he's so good in this, though, which just underscores how great an actor Michael Caine really is. Yeah.
1: One thing I do, just from what's on screen, I want to call to attention, this set is really cool. Like, the yeah. shot is really cool. I don't know what exactly they did to get the shot.
0: I feel like um, this is a mini set, but that's just my hunch feeling it.
1: It feels like it. it is a really detailed mini set, yeah. um, which is totally plausible. And I guess for the type of play- people who would put as much love into the Muppets as they would, you know?
0: Yeah. But all the Muppet sets have to be like on stilts, you know? And that's just, it's like Dagobah in Star Wars is on stilts for Yoda. And that's just amazing. Yeah. vegetables in Muppet World have always disturbed me how could you eat a talking vegetable
1: well oh I was about to say I guess we eat talking animals but that's not true (laughs) (laughs) I feel like this scene first time I would watch it I don't recall it but I feel like this would mess with me a little bit As someone who wasn't super familiar with the Muppets.
0: I think they're doing a good job of showing Muppets and humans side by side, right? Like, it's an integrated world.
1: It's a thing that they've... I feel like they've always done well with the Muppets, is that they're just part of the same world, you know?
0: Yeah. Gonzo is my favorite Muppet.
1: (laughs) I have to say, he's selling... Red delicious apples. He's got a lot of work on work to do. Hey, I love red apples. delicious apples. They're fine. Fuji is where it's at. <sighs>
0: hey, you're not <laughs> Charles Dickens.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Rizzo's skepticism is not, uh, I, his bar is not very high. It's like just tell me the story, and I'll believe that you're Dickens. Yeah. That's a,
0: it's a really low bar, man. Presumably Rizzo knews the, knows the story, so.
1: Yeah, but I could just wa- or read the story a lot and then be able to tell it, right? That's true. I suppose we don't need to turn this into a debate for uh, the onus of proof.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's such a good shot. And I love the Scrooge song. I love all the music in this movie.
1: The transition is just great into this, too.
0: It's so smooth. Like, the music starts when you see him, and he's walking out, and then they start singing.
1: But they also did the thing where after you see him, they kind of, they moved back to Rizzo and Gonzo, and then, yes. and then back to him. So it just lets it passively build.
0: And through this whole song, I don't think they really show you his face till the very end of it, which kind of is just like, we're talking about him, but he's not really a character in it yet. He's just kind of like an ominous figure, almost like Darth Vader.
1: (laughs) Oh, the eggplant is super creepy. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I I think uh, the... Not showing his face, as you mentioned, does a really good job of setting our first impression of him to be really low.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: It's like kind of removes the ability for us to insert empathy before we already have made up our minds.
0: Right. It takes away that this is Michael Caine and I like him. Right. Right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> i like uh that part early, a second ago when they said nah the with the women is just kind of addressing exactly what we just said it's like building up the opportunity for there to be uh empathy and they're like no definitely not
0: and that's the thing that i think especially in context of modern culture makes Scrooge so important. It's not that Scrooge doesn't have a backstory. It's that he actively chose everything on the path that leads him to where he is. Right. Exactly. Uh, and I think a lot of times we try to humanize bad guys and it's not that Scrooge isn't a bad guy. It's not that he's not human. It's that he has to become aware that it is his fault. He is where he is. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just all pretend we weren't just singing about him Yeah, yeah And the great thing about Michael Caine in this movie Is he acts like he's in He's not playing Scrooge differently For being in a Muppet movie Right? This is how he would act If he was in a, a, a huge Hollywood production Of A Christmas Carol
1: Yeah Which I vaguely remember um, Feeling like it was a little bit different With the uh, the newer movie the, yes you know and that that was like a clearly this was a cartoonish world with people playing as such in it you know kermit What a great little action to have! Just be his first introduction to the uh, <laughs> to
0: us. He just picks him up and throws him out the door, which is something you couldn't do unless he was a muppet, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh,
1: with uh, this upcoming discussion about being able to take a vacation, which, that is what this is always about, right? Yes.
0: Whether they get Christmas off.
1: Yeah. It just makes me feel so spoiled. Yeah.
0: The world has changed so much since Charles Dickens' time. Such a despicable man! Yeah. I love that you can see Gonzo peering in the window in the background.
1: hmm <laughs> Our assets are frozen.
0: <laughs> I always thought it was an interesting choice to have, like, a bookkeeping staff, because I don't think that's necessarily true to the book, but I'm not sure. It's been a long time since I read A Christmas Carol.
1: It also feels like the added comedic effect is worth it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was also the least awkward Rendition of Bah Humbug I've ever heard.
0: Yeah. (laughs) it's a little intense there scrooge some
1: some dark uh dark thoughts this guy has I feel like Rizzo's lungs are not up to the task. Yeah.
0: I feel like having a narrator in this is a good choice. Like a lot of Christmas carols, right? There is no narrator and you're you're supposed to assume like things that are going on. But the fact that this is four kids explaining, like and the narration I'm pretty sure is just straight from a Christmas carol. <laughs> like they just clip out sentences. But it helps give context, which I really appreciate. Oh Fred
1: (laughs) He's so sassy Yes I feel like there are many things sillier than a Merry
0: Christmas. (laughs) Maybe not in, you know, the 1800s. Life was pretty dismal. Actually, that's a good
1: point. I'm trying to think. I I don't have (laughs) enough empathy for the
0: the people there. I just don't get it. I mean, I suppose some of the stuff the nobility did was kind of silly, but Fred and Scrooge are not part of the nobility.
1: That's true. man real dark
0: yeah they don't they don't cut punches in this movie about what a horrible person Scrooge is and then they use the reactions of the Muppets to to show kids that even if they don't understand what Scrooge said it's bad right
1: yeah this is way darker than you would normally hear in like a cartoon or something oh he's adorable It's amazing how good these Muppets look.
0: It is. It's amazing.
1: Especially, you know, any of the scenes where you see the entire Muppet on screen,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know? Like when he was just standing in the doorway looking up at Scrooge.
0: <laughs> An extra half hour of sleep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no, that's the frogs idea. It's a
0: good point. You know, the the crazy thing is, is they're not even getting, they're not even asking to be paid for missing Christmas Day. They're just asking to be allowed to miss Christmas Day without getting fired. (laughs) Right. Which is exactly the kind of thing Charles Dickens was, you know, talking about when he wrote his books, right? The plight of normal people.
1: It's amazing. My office gives me uh, both Christmas and New Year's Day, as well as the entire, one of those entire weeks off,
0: which is just. We just get the official government holidays, but they give us enough leave that if you save it appropriately, you can, you know, take whatever week off you want.
1: And it's so funny because I think of as a manager, the number of conversations I've had, like, pressuring my people to take their vacation time. Yeah. Because, because I want them to, like, not go nuts.
0: Yeah, I mean, as we're recording this, like, next week is Thanksgiving, right? And right. I was just talking to a co-worker. She felt guilty taking all of next week off. And I was like, don't feel guilty. That's what vacation is for. Yeah.
1: Wait, I have those exact conversations. And I have actually, I've had previous jobs where I felt guilty. And thankfully, at my current place, they, uh have got driven those thoughts out of me, and I've been able to do the same for people I manage. So It's like, look, we know we work hard. <laughs> Let's uh, take a break so we can come back and work hard and feel good about it.
0: So this song is actually one of the songs that uh, I have, like, a Christmas music playlist, and I include this on the Christmas music playlist just because I think it's such a good, you know, there's only one more sleep till Christmas. It's just mm-hmm. such a good song. I should and say, I... Love I-
1: I am much more familiar with the soundtrack than the movie itself, so so I'm not, like, missing huge chunks as we talk over the songs.
0: Yeah. I just love Kermit the Frog, and I think, you know, one of the things I didn't like about the new Muppet show um, that was on, like, two years ago, and one of the reasons why I think it didn't survive is because they made Kermit so cynical, whereas, like... This Kermit, he's Bob Cratchit, right? And like, I but I feel like this embodies Kermit. Like he's hopeful in the face of you know having Scrooge as your boss, and, and that yeah. is like what Kermit is to me.
1: And this, is, I only saw snippets of the new show, uh, but I heard many people say the same thing, which it felt weird because the newer movie he wasn't super cynical. Like he still felt like Kermit. I f- I think um, the first of the new movies, so. Uh. It's really interesting to me how much of the success of The Muppets, I feel like, l- lies on how likable Kermit is.
0: Well, I feel like there's a reason why in both this rendition and the Mickey rendition you were talking about at the beginning, you know, think about who's playing Bob Cratchit, Kermit right. and Mickey Mouse. And Kermit and Mickey Mouse, you know, they kind of overlap in who they're supposed to be.
1: Right, yeah, Absolutely.
0: Except Kermit is actually also supposed to be, like, a boss of the Muppets, you know? <laughs> Whereas I don't necessarily view Mickey as the boss of, you know, the Disney characters.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's sort of a leader sometimes. Sometimes not so much. I mean, hey, in uh, in Kingdom Hearts, he's the king, right?
0: That's true, but that's a very specific... <laughs> you know in the mythology of the muppets right they're a production cast so they're actually putting on this play for us right like right. they're actors in this movie and you would imagine that Kermit is not just bob cratchit but he's like a director
1: <laughs> yeah no
0: poor rabbit
1: that rabbit might be my favorite Muppet visually that I've seen. I, I kind of want several. a stuffed
0: animal of him. Specifically so with a newspaper blade. around him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I th- I do-
1: oh, go ahead go ahead i was gonna say, i think my first uh first version of christmas carol was mickey's christmas carol growing up um and this part no matter what version i'm watching is always super creepy
0: I, and I was about to comment, I think it's really interesting that, right, A Christmas Carol is actually a scary movie wrapped yeah. in a Christmas wrapper. Uh, and, you know, I've heard many people say that uh, it's actually not a Christmas movie. It's a movie that happens to take place at Christmas, uh, which is both true and false, right? Because it has to do right. with this whole Christmas spirit thing. Um, but it could also be like an Easter movie, right? You could make it about the Easter spirit or whatever. Uh but we don't often think about Christmas movies having ghosts and like threats of like death and all these things. That's definitely in this story, right? Well, and uh, I mean, there is a th- something to be
1: said is that you could really watch *Christmas Carol* or read it or you know listen to it any time of year because while it uses the Christmas spirit as kind of the inroads into the. St- into it the moral of the story is still just a matter of a general outlook on life you know
0: right he's supposed to keep Um, christmas all the time right (laughs) darkness is cheap
1: I don't think he knows how narrative works.
0: <laughs> Storytellers are omniscient. Dun dun dun. He's Charles Dickens, Rizzo. That's how he does it.
1: He's a blue Charles
0: Dickens. <laughs> a blue alien Charles Dickens.
1: <laughs> Wait, is he officially an alien?
0: Uh, according to Muppets from Space, yes. Ah. I do think that, uh, you know, comparing to the Disney Christmas Carol, which is a much shorter movie, right? Yes. It's not, it's like a 30 minute, uh, I, I never really bought Goofy as Marley. Goofy no. is too, he's too goofy. Yeah,
1: that whereas, was very much a, let's use a popular character.
0: Right. Whereas the people they chose to be the Marley brothers in this are perfect casting. Like, you know, the characters chosen in the Muppets embody that. It's, it's, it's beautiful. I suppose
1: we could probably, if you made a new Disney Christmas Carol, made it longer so you could insert more characters and didn't feel compelled to use your biggest characters for the lead parts or the major parts, you could probably do a really good job of casting with prominent Disney characters from an array of movies and so on. But but I agree. They just, they really use each part. uh, They cast the Muppets really effectively in this. And it's just shot really, really well. Like, the mood is just set so well for each each portion of the movie. I mean, so far and from what I remember.
0: I feel like without Gonzo and Rizzo in this sequence of scenes, it would be really scary, right? Yeah. And even this is a little intense right here because they're not here. But that's, that's the purpose they serve, right? To break up the scary a little bit until, as we'll see when we get to the Ghost of Christmas Past, and then they go away, uh, which is well done as well. Yeah. some fog machine action going on in the background this is why you don't live alone Scrooge in a huge house
1: (laughs) as someone who has lived alone in a house before yes (laughs) it gets real creepy
0: the Marley brothers
1: gosh I love these two
0: it's just totally like this is who they would be you know (laughs)
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> There's more gravy than a grave about you. And that's that's directly from a Christmas carol like They did a great job in this of, like, bringing actual lines in.
1: Which just fits him so well.
0: Yes. He's acting like he's in a Shakespeare play. Michael Caine is. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I've already decided I need to go ahead and own a copy of this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love this song, too. I love all the songs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: It's okay, Mandy. You can say it every single time each song plays. Don't worry.
0: <laughs> I love how they'll start out laughing and then they go to like groaning, like you know, like See like right here, laugh and then uh Yeah because they thought it was funny in life, but now they're, like, paying for it.
1: Which is, you know, all kinds of an interesting interesting commentary on what should motivate you, but... uh
0: <laughs> But, I mean, in the end, this is not what motivates uh, Scrooge, right? This is almost like that... Um, the parable about the rich man and Lazarus and heaven and hell and the rich man yeah. asks to go warn his brothers and they're like, they wouldn't believe you anyway. That's what this is. Like this happens and he's scared, but this is not what propels him to change, you know? Right.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: It takes everything to, propel- to make him actually realize that it's not just a punishment he's worried about, but all he's missed out in life. I mean, the thing that scares him about the ghost of Christmas uh, future, uh, which is what I meant before when I said Gonzo and Rizzo disappear, I think I said past, but uh, yeah. is not a punishment. It's that people will not remember him well, right? That's It's not even this threat of like uh, hell or purgatory or whatever. It's, you know, the threat that his whole life on Earth will have been purposeless. Yes. <laughs> The singing They're boxes so are kind of creepy.
1: <laughs> well, there are a lot of things in The Muppets which, if taken abstractly or are, are taken out of context, are pretty creepy. Yeah. Like, like you said, the vegetables, for instance. I
0: could not eat a singing lettuce head.
2: <laughs> it's alright nah, this is right. culture it's
0: culture <sighs> I love that scene where he just like kisses Ganto on the nose I don't know why but every time I laugh
1: <laughs> and I like how there's just no response at all <laughs> I feel like any child watching should be able to expect what would happen right here. (laughs) And again, it's just remarkable how much in that exchange when, you know, Gonzo misses how much emotion there is visibly on his face. When he's a Muppet. (laughs) (laughs)
0: i like that he's sleeping with like his fire poker Mm -hmm. he's got to defend himself against the ghosts supernatural style
2: yeah
1: you know batman would already be up in the
0: tree well Gonzo's not Batman.
1: <laughs> Doesn't he have
0: superpowers sometimes? Uh more like Daredevil not Daredevil as in the superhero. Like he like shoots himself from cannons and stuff. Oh, like- okay.
1: He totally would wake up with one eye. <laughs>
0: Very dramatic with the wind and Gonzo's jacket.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And all of these Muppets for the ghosts are completely new Muppets.
1: What do you, what do you mean?
0: Like they're not they're not characters from other Muppet things cast to be the ghosts. They were made for this movie.
1: You mean for the present, specifically?
0: I mean, the ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future are not in oh, any okay. other movie. Sorry.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, because the Marley brothers are...
0: Are not, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: It makes you think, though, that if they did cast these from existing Muppets, who would they have used?
0: I don't know. I think they made a good call in making new uh, new Muppets, specifically for the purpose.
1: <laughs> like I said, Batman.
0: Now I want to see a version of Batman with Gonzo as Batman.
1: That could be pretty fun. Unfortunately... The Muppets are owned by Disney. That's true. A Marvel Muppet crossover, though. <laughs> I could totally see the, Aven- the Muppets as the Avengers.
0: Who would Gonzo be? Uh,
1: Permanent
0: would obviously be Captain America.
1: Yeah, I mean, Gonzo, who, who provides comic relief? Spider-Man?
0: Yeah, Iron Man a little bit.
1: But he's got like darker humor going, right? Yeah. Wait, who did you say uh Kermit would be?
0: Captain America. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> there would be a chicken. <laughs> poor Rizzo
2: One of my
1: favorite things about this part of the story in general is just, like, even when you meet somebody who's super grumpy in real life, it highlights that, like, you can still make them really happy by just hitting the right things. You know, like, he always has this, like, he has this positive response to his past or to chunks of it, you know, Um, because memory is strong.
0: Yes. And for all that, it wasn't an entirely happy time. It was happy. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> Baby Scrooge. Well, not really a baby, but, you know. He's a wee one.
1: There's nothing wrong with wanting to be alone to read and
0: study. Yeah, but you probably wish you had a family at Christmas. That's true. (laughs) Rizzo. They were all the same.
1: The background music to this movie is so great. Yes. Hmm. One day I'll learn how to use an abacus.
0: I don't think you need to.
1: I just keep getting really distracted by this Shakespeare statue. <laughs>
0: I guess it's a bust. Oh, Sam Eagle. Which is apparently not very solid at all. (laughs)
2: Business.
0: (laughs) Business.
1: It is the American way.
0: We're not in America. (laughs) British way.
1: The effect with that Muppet is so good.
0: Yeah, I I mean, there's got to be some sort of computer involved in it, but I don't know how they did it.
1: Yeah, especially at the time. I, I can't help but think about how the compositing worked back then.
0: <laughs> I think there's a lot of scenes overlaid on each other in this, like, you know, Gonzo yeah. in front of green screen, then superimposed over this.
1: Sure, and and for sure when the Marley brothers were going, there was a lot of, yeah. you know, you just record the same area twice so that you can get the transparency going.
0: I feel like I've quoted that line a lot in my life. Light the lamp, not the rat. I don't know why.
1: <laughs> now you just leave him there to freeze under it. <laughs>
0: Fuzzy wig. <laughs> <laughs> He's like a little kid again, thinking about the Christmas party.
1: Yeah, the fuzzy wig. Uh, it just really makes me want some candy right now because we have the fuzzy <laughs> wig candy company. Ah. Uh. Oh for! I forgot that was Rizzo and I was looking at it I was like why does he have like a giant ch- ch- <laughs> like piece of raw chicken over his shoulder
0: <laughs> And there's the Marley brothers Oh animal
2: mm <laughs> hmm <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, animal, just hitting the little triangle. Oh,
1: that's creepy. (laughs) Those eyes, the little beady eyes on the
0: grapes. Yeah, they look like aliens. Your mother sounds wise, Rizzo. Ah, young Scrooge, looking all dapper in his 1800s clothes.
1: I love the uh, the difference, the contrast between what he said about Fuzzywig as a as a boss and what we're seeing. Yeah. This just makes me think about how much I love the Bohemian Rhapsody version that they did. Yes. Was that dog's name Rolf? Yes. Wow. I don't know why I remember that.
0: Because he was in Muppet Babies. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <gasps> it's his girlfriend.
1: Yeah, you couldn't tell at all that they were just making eyes at each other. <laughs> For you, Scrooge.
0: You know, we're about to get to the scene where they cut that song, and the thing that gets me is they re- they have a refrain of the song at the end of the movie, and I feel like it's not as meaningful without the song at this point.
2: Because
0: mm. she's gonna sing about you know the love being gone.
1: Do you know when this song came out again?
0: When this movie? Or,
1: yeah, movie, rather.
0: Uh, No, I'd have to Google it.
1: I was just thinking about, uh, because, you know, her name is Belle, and I'm just thinking about compared to uh, Beauty and the Beast.
0: 1992 is when this movie came out.
1: So I think that makes it around the same time as Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the
0: Beast is 1991. Well, there you go. But I think the name Belle comes from the book.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I, I believe so. But I'm just thinking about the significance to the audience changes. Yeah.
0: So the song was supposed to be right there. And that's why Rizzo's cry, not just because, you know, she broke up with him, which she did. But it was like a longer scene. And I love that song. And I highly recommend you go YouTube it.
2: <laughs>
0: it's called yeah. The Love is Gone.
1: It is a pity because that feels kind of jarring. I mean, they still did a decent job of leading up to it with sort of the, the previous scene and the please don't show me that. So it's like he's getting mentally prepared for it. But but it, spending the time on a song would really change how that comes across.
0: Mm-hmm. And it seems like not a lot of time was spent on Belle in this version of the movie. And she's like a big reason, you know, for part of the way reason he came the way he is. Yeah. <laughs> time for ghost of christmas present when did he get told that there were three ghosts uh he got told by the marley brothers oh, that's right
1: we, we must have been talking over that part
0: they said you'll be visited by three ghosts It's a feast, and not the food is not singing this time. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Who
1: was the Ghost of Christmas Present in the Disney one? Was it the giant? Was it also a giant?
0: Yes, I think it was um, the giant from... Uh, from the Jack uh, and the Beanstalk? Yes.
1: Or? Okay, that's what I thought.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, he hasn't
1: It's remarkable how much more polite he's being to this spirit
0: I think he was polite to the previous spirit He was just more like, don't show me. Yeah. Well, no, but
1: I meant in context of talking about the value of Christmas Uh, right now. Yes. Oh, their faces are so creepy too.
0: Those little, like, babies, yes.
1: Yeah, I find them, I find a lot of things creepy, apparently. I use that (laughs) word a lot. He's a very large spirit person.
0: Well, he's supposed to be like Father Christmas, so... Right.
1: It wasn't a criticism. Just saying. he's He takes up a lot of space.
0: Yeah. Aw, <laughs> uh, that poor snowman. I love this scene. The little mice.
1: This song makes me
0: happy. It makes me happy, too. And everyone's dancing, but Scrooge is just, like, standing there, you know? But he does smile a few times. Yeah, but he doesn't entirely get it yet, you know? Yeah. It it really does take all three ghosts. Which is
1: good, because I would argue that having the right outlook on life <laughs> requires looking at the past, present, and future,
0: right? Yeah. He's dancing. But I think Scrooge thinks he gets it after this ghost, right? Because he tries to say he doesn't need another ghost, but uh, it is not the case.
1: As is often the case with, with things like this is we often think we get it before we do.
0: Let's go see Fred. I love that, like, in this, this movie, you have these hideous, hideously ugly Muppets, right? But they're treated mm-hmm. like normal people. It's like this whole message that, like, it doesn't matter what you look like, right?
1: Right, everyone deserves to be happy at Christmas, at least, if not other times too.
0: Twenty Questions An Ancient Game. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's a sick burn that's painful
0: it's kind of like he's like wait even fred makes fun of me but you know you make fun of him so you've never done anything to ingratiate yourself to him
1: yeah it still it hurts me too though because it's like oh fred you shouldn't do that but you know he's still human
0: It's kind of like Scrooge didn't realize that Bob Cratchit lived in a poor house, you know? Not not a poor house, but you know like
1: a house of low quality.
0: Yes. He's like, "Why are we in this side of town? Wait, Bob Cratchit lives here?" It's like you don't pay him, Scrooge. <laughs> Usually, And, of course, who is he married to? Miss Piggy.
1: One of the most confusing relationships in in fiction.
0: (laughs) That goose is going to have a smoky flavor to it. (laughs) this also has that thing where you have like an interspecies marriage and all the girls are the same as the mom and all the boys are the same as the dad (laughs) which is i'm trying to think of
1: like at what age i noticed that was weird
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's like this weird trope you know that happens in multiple things
1: yeah oh tiny
0: tim
1: Tiny Tim's adorable. That door did not sufficiently latch. Push it there. We go. Unlatched doors really, really just get to me. Oh poor little tiny Tim.
0: I always wonder why was Tiny Tim the only one at church? <laughs>
1: Bob Cratchit is just so good
0: mm-hmm.
1: not gonna lie I'm tearing up a little bit
0: oh. he's you know he's so appreciative of what he has like mm-hmm. badly dressed
1: <laughs> that's right tiny Tim
0: Oh, tiny Tim.
1: That jacket looks so weird on him. On tiny Tim? Yeah.
0: It's a little I mean, he looks big, I think.
1: Yeah. He looks almost like a like a little snake popping out of it rather than a
2: frog. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe more a little bit more like a salamander than a frog. I mean that food does look good to me I would eat it (laughs) it doesn't have eyeballs and doesn't talk right yes
0: yes the (laughs) food is not singing
1: I also generally love because I've thought about it multiple times I love Kermit's eyes the way they're not just little circles
0: Mm, yeah
1: It's like a little trademark
0: point for him. It gives him a different look, like yeah. less surprised. A little more uh,
1: somber, I would say, which is a word I would use for Kermit.
0: I was also going to go with wise.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's interesting how much the extra length of this versus the Disney one really helps the emotions set home, I think.
0: Which is why I think it's so weird they cut that song in, you know, the past. Right. Which I also, if I'm remembering correctly, is the same tune as this song, just less cheerful. And this is kind of the contrast, right, of what he could have had if he had gotten married, right? Right.
1: I like the added touch of the spirit of Christmas present aging.
0: Yes. Throwing his words back in his face.
1: It doesn't make make me think as the you know we're coming up on the Ghost of Christmas Future and how good uh, Pete was as a pick for the Disney one. Yeah, because he's like it can be intimidating and creepy at times
0: but i think they made the mistake in the disney one of having the ghost of christmas future talk mm. uh, i find this ghost of christmas future to be one of the more ominous versions
1: yeah well this movie does a lot more that's subtle yeah than the disney one does uh, which i would say that this is probably also targeted at at least a slightly older audience so
0: there's also the ghost of christmas uh future is a little bit scary right in almost every version and uh uh so gonzo and rizzo are about to leave because it's too scary for them And I feel like that's a good signal for parents watching this with smaller kids. If they think it's going to be too scary, just wait for Gonzo and Rizzo to come back. And then it won't be as scary, right?
2: Yeah.
1: That makes me think of, because, you know, they have those websites that give parents, you know, tell parents about the movies, uh, like, hey, this is a good time to take a bathroom break. These are the things to, like, you know, maybe take your kid outside for, that sort of thing. And it would be a really simple cue for them to say just hey, you know, as you get to the graveyard, take your kid away and bring them back when, when uh, you know, Gonzo and Rizzo show up again.
2: Yeah.
0: But I also think taking Gonzo and Rizzo away is like there's no uh, comic relief in this section. And I think that's necessary, right? To get across the full emotional depth.
1: Yeah, that spirit is real creepy.
0: Yeah. He doesn't he have to say like anything. Just stands Doctor there. Doctor Who
1: villain, I feel like.
0: Yeah. This kind of says that uh, Scrooge dies on Christmas Eve, right? <laughs> yeah. I think part of the creepy factor of the Ghost of Christmas future is he's weirdly proportioned. Mm -hmm. He's very clearly not human, right? Yeah, I feel like Scrooge wouldn't have a lot of uh, stuff worth a lot of money.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: It is you, Scrooge. It is. Ah uh, Bob Cratchit's house. Tiny Tim.
1: Feels like he already knows.
0: I also feel like the Tiny Tim storyline is really important because a lot of other stuff is about Scrooge himself, right? And wanting to redeem yourself so you don't get thought of badly when you die is kind of, you know, inherently selfish. But being sad that Tiny Tim dies, like that's...
1: That humanizes
0: him a lot. Yes. Yes. It makes it seem like a true turnabout, right? Because he's not just changing his heart for himself. He's doing it so that he can change Tiny Tim's future.
2: Yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: So much less energy in the house.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Do you think Bob Cratchit inherits the business when Scrooge dies? (laughs) Uh,
1: I feel like Scrooge would have explicitly made sure no one inherited it somehow.
0: Yeah. Everyone's fired when I die. (laughs) The empty chair with the hat and the cane. I guess it's a crutch but
1: Yeah that hurts
0: Now we're back in the graveyard
1: yeah the the pointing works really well.
0: Mm-hmm. He doesn't talk, Scrooge. He's not going to answer your question. Sorry. He's like purposely pointing to the wrong one. Like, surely you mean this one. No. They wouldn't have shown you all this stuff, Scrooge, if you couldn't make your life right.
1: Or at least he'd hope.
0: Yeah, that'd be kind of depressing. And he's in his bed. I always thought the scene in the Disney one where he gets pushed into the grave is a little too intense.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that actually, it surprises me how intense that is, considering how much less intense the rest of it is in comparison.
0: Yeah. Um. Ah, New Scrooge.
2: Yay.
0: <clears throat> you know it's a Christmas carol's very optimistic and that Scrooge is very old, right? Like and he still you can still change your life for the better when you've lived a horrible life, you know? Yeah. I love that. He looks in the mirror like, what? Ah! (laughs) Oh. He's like, this man's gone insane.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love the compliments now.
2: (laughs) so many people
0: (laughs) out and about on Christmas day yeah like where are they going church maybe
1: maybe they're going to other people's houses for Christmas
0: could be (laughs) oh beaker He gives him his scarf it just feels Mm. my heart fills my heart with joy every time and how scrooge is so touched by it like how long has it been since anyone's given him a gift right You know how long it's going to take to cook that turkey?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I feel like Miss Piggy would complain about having to cook it.
0: Yes, I do.
2: I would
1: imagine that his income while more than others wouldn't be so much to make him rich except for the fact that he's hoarded it his entire life.
0: Yeah, he's a miser. He's never he's never spent it on anything. Right. Close the door behind you, Scrooge.
1: (laughs) You're stressing me out, man. You're stressing me out. Somebody's going to take those gifts that you left for your bookkeepers.
0: I love this, how surprised they are by being visited. (laughs) They're just like, what happened to Uncle Scrooge? He's a pod person. That's what I would think.
1: Yeah, you kind of have to find the alien that's buried itself into his head.
0: I love this, that there's like an old folks home where his teacher and Fozzie wig (laughs) are.
1: <laughs> it's a bomb. <laughs> See and he's buying non non-singing fruit too.
0: It's possible. I don't know why singing fruit is a thing that exists.
1: They're just trying to convert everybody to being carnivores, pure carnivores. (laughs) Just scar you for wanting to eat fruits and vegetables.
0: I love that his first instinct just like, scare the crap out of him. (laughs) It's like, he's changed, but...
1: (laughs) But he's got a sense of humor now. Yeah.
0: Though if I was Bob Cratchit, I'd be like, how does Scrooge know where I live? (laughs)
1: a lot of glass bottles yeah I'm just imagining all of them getting really drunk
0: (laughs) hopefully not Tiny Tim I mean who lived
1: (laughs) I wonder uh, if they had a a drinking age then because you know I could see them giving Tiny Tim a nip
0: they probably didn't yeah that, that turkey got cooked rather fast.
1: <laughs> Movie magic.
0: Hey, don't steal Tiny Tim's line, sir. <laughs> so So this is the same tune as the song where she breaks up with him. Because she says mm. the love is gone instead of the love we found. Which I'm like, why did they cut that? Look at the lobsters. Why are there lobsters in Britain? Who knows? So, Michael, what did you think?
1: I thought it was really good. Uh, I mean, I, re- I went in assuming it was really good. But yes, I, it should probably be a tradition to watch it on a regular basis. It's
0: definitely one of mine, that this is a yearly – this is the yearly version of the Christmas Carol I watch.
1: I can probably do a back-to-back Christmas Carol sessions, honestly.
0: <laughs> there are some some versions of the movie I don't enjoy. Um I like this one. I do like Scrooged, um, uh, and uh, I do like the Mickey one, but the the one Disney did recently with like Jim Carrey, uh, I didn't like that. Uh, the Disney also, one also
1: does have a character named Scrooge who plays Scrooge. So, that's true. There is well,
0: that. Scrooge McDuck is based on Ebenezer. Oh, Scrooge. absolutely. Uh, I love the music i I definitely own the soundtrack. I just really wish the Muppets would do more movies like this of uh you know i I thought the new Muppet movie was okay. Well, I haven't seen the newest one, but the yeah, I
1: haven't seen the second of the new ones. I just saw the first one,
0: but uh, and and I get that that's definitely in the uh vein of the original Muppet movies, which is about the Muppets like doing things, but I really enjoy this kind of movie where it's the Muppets in a movie, you know. Uh, right. And it still has their personalities. I mean, you still have Sam Eagle being like the American way and they're like uh
1: <laughs> <laughs> What would you think if you could have them do one now, what would it be?
0: I I think I would have them continue in on classics. Uh so, I I don't know. Pride and Prejudice? They don't have enough female Muppets for that. Yeah.
1: You could have cross-dressing Muppets.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure that would go over well.
1: It uh, <laughs> probably wouldn't. Um, what so else could we so have? Uh,
0: I, I could see... Um, uh, what am I saying? Kermit playing... Uh, Mr. Mr. Bennett.
1: (laughs) Yeah, totally. Uh, I could see.
0: And Miss Piggy would be Mrs. Bennett. Yeah.
1: What Shakespeare works do you think would make? Uh, I think like
0: all of Shakespeare would work, but they'd have to do a comedy because I don't think they could be killing people on screen. Exactly.
1: So I was thinking about like what comedies would I want them to do. Um, Taming of the Shrew.
0: Yeah, always a good, you know, fun. I, I'm Miss always Higgy a fan of Twelfth Night, um, but yeah, I think there are a lot of there are a lot of classic books out there that could be you know made yeah. into something like this. Uh, but the two we have are both very good. This is the better Muppet Christmas Carol, but Muppet Treasure Island is also enjoyable.
1: They could also do what they're doing right now, what Disney is doing with the live action you know, versions of the movies, the stories they've already done in animated form, you could do Muppet versions of the movies you've already done. (laughs) Uh,
0: That might be too many versions.
1: Muppet, Beauty and the Beast.
0: Yeah. Too many versions of Beauty and the Beast. So this is the song they cut that's playing right now. Oh,
1: that's interesting.
0: So it's still in the movie. I just don't know why they, why they cut that. It only adds like a minute to the movie. I
1: Sometimes I wonder when I see things that got cut from theatrical versions, why you would remove something that was literally only a minute to a minute and a half when it seems to perfectly fit. Um, I, I mean, sometimes you find out what's been deleted and it makes per- perfect sense, you know? But sometimes you look at it and I just don't get it.
0: Yeah. So usually when I watch this movie, I watch the uh, the non-widescreen version because I want to see that song. But obviously we had to match versions. So that was a, an issue. Whereas I have both versions on my DVD.
1: It was a good movie. I'm glad we did this.
0: I am too. Starting off Christmas a little bit early from our perspectives, but when this airs, it will be Christmas time.
1: (laughs) I I, I normally would wait until six days from now, the day after Thanksgiving, to properly start celebrating Christmas. But
0: But as we discussed, a Christmas carol is actually appropriate all year round. It is.
1: I mean, hey, it fits Thanksgiving really well.
0: It also fits uh, Halloween because ghosts.
1: It's true. It's true. Basically, the entire latter third of the year, it's a great fit. And it's a good fit the rest of the year, too.
0: You know, there's a a Christmas song, and I I can't think of which one it is right now, that mentions like telling scary ghost stories. Uh, And I'm always like, what ghost stories do you tell at Christmas? And this is the only one I can think of. (laughs) Uh, It's
1: weird. Ghost stories at Christmas just seems like a weird i feel like it's
0: the most wonderful time of the year is that song but I, I would have to go back and look uh so yeah so i am glad you enjoyed one of my favorite christmas movies michael uh thank you for watching it with me
1: it was a pleasure too uh it's funny because i'm i'm looking now that the movie stopped playing in itunes that my movie library in itunes popped up and mickey's christmas carol is sitting right there because i have the <laughs> digital version since i bought on blu-ray so yeah. it's fun
0: I don't own Fun, that yeah. one.
1: Uh, any any closing notes that you wanna that you wanna make?
0: Uh, no, I mean it's a great movie. I hope you guys uh, enjoyed it, and uh, I love the Muppets. Yeah, who are Same. real?
1: They are. They are real in our hearts and in real life.
0: Yes. <laughs> cool.
1: Uh, okay. Well, on that note, then, uh, as usual, you can. Find our podcasts on our website, at TriviallyCrucial.com. You can find Mandy on Twitter at Brown underscore Aja. That's A-J-A-H. You can find me on Twitter at Auhim, A-U-H-I-M. And the podcast Twitter account is at Triv Crucial. Uh, see ya.
2: Bye.